Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town, I'm Luke Gregory and here's what's coming up today. It was a poor performance from Newton Town up in the northeast, and we lost 2-1 to Middlesbrough. Today we'll be discussing that defeat in a little bit more detail. Why did it go so wrongly, especially after the promising performance against Chelsea in the midweek and the three wins in the row in the league? What went wrong up at the Riverside? We'll be discussing that today. And instead of doing a bit of a player focus today, we will be looking ahead to Coventry. What would you change from the weekend um, for the big game up against Coventry. It's, it's a massive part of the season right now and we're looking forward to it. And as always, I've got Dave with me, Tyra with me. Evening, boys. How are we? Evening. Very well. Thank you very much. All good. Thank you. Yeah. And yourself? I'm good. Look, I'm a little bit disappointed with the weekend's football, but um, we can't win them all. Well, of course we can't, mate. If we win them all, then we're going to win the league. So, But no, like I say... Um, Sorry, Dave, you should say something. No, I was going to say, I think the disappointment was we played so well against Chelsea and we had such a brilliant game against them. He was hoping for the weekend that um, we would push on from that and get a result. And I don't mean a win. If you get a win, fantastic, but a, a better result than we got. So that was a disappointing thing for him, for me. We just yeah. didn't get going. Yeah, it was completely different, wasn't it, really? Yeah, but I think, you know, you, know, you don't believe in luck, but we, we didn't get much. And hindsight's a beautiful thing, and this has been discussed over social media about team selection and stuff. I guess we'll quickly touch on it, but we were all a bit disappointed with that team selection before the Chelsea game last week. Yeah, um, offset by the amount of alcohol I've been drinking, but you're, you're right. I would have wanted, I really wanted our first team out there. I wanted our best team out there. But you know what? The people, the people that played on that night did us proud. Yeah. However, um, maybe had we got that, and I hate to say it because we've got a nice squad at the moment, but that full-strength team out that we consider to be our best team, I reckon we could have beaten them. And that's that's how I felt on the night. Disappointed to leave, lose, not not get anything out of that game against Chelsea. Yeah, no, you're right there. You are right. I mean, I was, I was quite disappointed myself, which, you know, speaks volumes, doesn't it, really? For obviously all parties involved at Luton Town. It's mental, isn't it? I mean, realistically, you look at Chelsea's squad, like the, all right, it doesn't matter how much money they're worth or whatever else, but you look at their squad... And you think, Jesus Christ, these have got like Champions League medals in there. They've got FA Cup experience and whatever else of obviously winning uh, trophies and whatnot. And you just think, for example, like I say, it's not a disrespect to our fringe players or second string players as such, but, you know, a few of them were. Yeah. And you've got likes of Dan Potts, for example, who, who's hardly played, putting a shift. And realistically, like you said, Dave, you know, Maybe with a bit more about us, like an Ali Bio or uh, whoever else, a Campbell in there, we might have done bits. You might have yeah, done you, it. So. You can't fault the performance, though. The performance no, they were fantastic. It's, it's a brilliant night. Well, Nathan Jones did mention this in his post match, and he said, Look, maybe I should have gone a bit stronger against Chelsea because we rested these players and, and gave them that week break so they'd hopefully come into this game feeling refreshed and energised and ready to go. It just 
it just wasn't meant to be on Saturday. And it was a game that I looked at this weekend going into it and I thought, you know, if we are going to lose, today's not an unrealistic one, we're probably going to lose. But before we get into three-word reviews and the game, um, I always say, if you're going to lose, lose to two quality goals. Like, at the end of the Chelsea game, I just went, you know what? Fair play. They've got £150 million worth of strikers on the pitch and they've carved us open to score that third goal. It wasn't the case against Middlesbrough. We give away a penalty and let's be honest, the keeper should save the second one. But just one of them games, weren't it? But it also wasn't the case in the Chelsea game where we give the ball away. I mean, Osho for that first yeah, goal, yeah. for example, goal, yeah. where, you know, I think it was Saul that scored. All right, it was a great finish at the end of it. But, you know, the build-up really weren't worthy of sitting there going, oh, the 150 million power strike. But I think if we d- did that against any team, really, realistically, apart from maybe the finish from the outside the area, we would be carved open anyway. Yeah, but Luke's right. You know, the two goals on the weekend could have been easily avoided. Yeah. yeah. Well, should, really yeah. well, should we get into it? Then? Three word reviews of Middlesbrough 2, Luton Town 1. Francis says, a poor afternoon. Inside Luton says, vital points lost. Chris, poor, poor all round. Sam says, ref spoiled game. Fraser, tragedy of errors. Michael says, lots of injuries. Mark says, better team one. Tom needs stay back. Richard says, very tight margins. And Dan, on to Tuesday. And it is one of them ones now, I guess. We just we do just sweep it under the carpet and just go again because we're at that stage of the season now where games are coming thick and fast. Points are vital and important. And even one point here and there would, would be good. But um, it's difficult to, to even look at those, those three-word reviews and the two that, Poor all round from Chris and better team won, but the stats don't suggest that. The stats says we had more shots on target, we had more shots, clear cut chances. We won the better team though on Saturday, weren't we? Let's be honest. No, but the stats say differently. We had more opportunities to be better than them and we didn't take them. I mean, b- being a better team, I mean, we can look at stats and say, okay, might be unfortunate. They, I think they had two or three shots on target and scored two, didn't they? But. Um Look, don't, I get just, me, don't get me yeah. wrong. I, I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying it's it's harsh to well, say that. But what I was going to say was, off the ball, we weren't that great. No. And I think it doesn't matter how good you are on the ball. It, not that we were great on the ball, because I'll just put that in there. But off the ball, we weren't great either. And I yeah. think we... We touched well, on that last yeah, week, didn't that's we? That's what I was going to say. That's one thing that you brought up about obviously being off the ball. And I think off the ball, we were shocking, realistically. It just and didn't go away. But look, do you know what? I'll give credit to Middlesbrough because I've watched them a few times and I've always been impressed with the way they set up. Although they're not the prettiest to watch at times, they set up well. And the injuries could have been a, a problem. There was a lot yeah. of injuries that day. Not a, not a good day to watch came. Before, I touched on it earlier, but before this weekend, you look at Middlesbrough away as a fixture. And this is a fixture for me that I always look at in the championship as one that's just such a tough one to go and win. I know we won there a couple of years ago when Tunnicliffe scored, but... For me, Middlesbrough away has always been such a tough place to go, especially when they're on it. And let's be honest, they're what? I think they did leapfrog us into the playoffs. And eight wins in a row, I think, or nine wins yeah, in a row at home in, before playing us. They're in really good form. You know, they're on the up. And uh, it was always going to be a difficult match. And you're right, going up there is always difficult for Luton Town. Always. Well, three changes from the Derby game, I think it was, producer Jacobs put here. Palmer in for his debut, Hilton and Jerome in for Cornick, Steer and Lansbury. It's a shame to see Steer loan come to an end now, and, and, mm. and I think he's not looking good for him. He's back at Villa, probably starting his rehab on his whatever injury it is. I've, I've seen Achilles or 
snap then and snapping his Achilles yeah. or something. So what's nasty it is painful. Um, obviously, we got Palmer in from West Brom on Friday, and he's thrown straight in due to the rules of mm-hmm. of an emergency loan. Hilton back in at number ten. Batari, we happy with that, mate? Look, man, I'm always happy to see Danny Hilton at number ten. I mean. We've seen it a few years back. Well, we've heard it a few years back. Obviously, being mentioned, obviously, people weren't happy with it. But look, might not be his best games on Saturday, or one of his best games, should I say. But look, we've sat here before and praised Danny Hilton in that position. So we can't sit there and slate him after one performance. But, you know, look, it doesn't matter. I think as a team, there was players out there, for example, your Oshos that weren't great either. Yeah, so unfortunately, didn't have the best he was. Yeah, so unfortunately, he got injured as well. But look, there's. You're always going to sit here and say, oh, you know, maybe it weren't, it weren't a good idea playing Hilton in number 10, example, whatever. But realistically, we don't know. Until, obviously, we see it, we're never going to know. And things like that do happen. But look, it don't matter. We roll on to, obviously, tomorrow night now. We go again. We might see it again. And if we see Danny Hilton in number 10 position, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think anyone would be, really. Let's talk about the goal that gave Middlesbrough the lead. It's 17th minute. Reese Burke was penalised for a foul. Um, yeah. Paddy McNair takes the pen, sends the keeper the wrong way. When we were watching this, we didn't really know if if we thought it was a penalty at the time, did we? I, I said, because you guys, I think, were saying, it's, I don't know, the Barra player's gone over too easy or something. But for me, I feel it's a bit clumsy from Reese Burke. And I, I think he's... He, he's given the referee that decision to make. Yeah. Has, it's, it is clumsy from, from Burke. It's the day and age we live in now, isn't it? I suppose you, you're going to get a strike go down like that. Like, like, well, yeah. But for me, I don't believe it was a foul. Um, when, well, in real time, as soon as he went down, you knew he was going to give it. That's the first thing. You knew he was going to give a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I've looked at it three or four times and I, I, I think a really soft one. I think it's the knee in the back, isn't it, though? It's like... Oh. Knee in the back of the legs or the side of the legs, though, is... Yeah, but, mate, we can touch touch knees, though. I mean, he was... Well, I could do that, but he was was on his back foot as well. He wasn't pushing forward into that player. The player pushed himself into our player. That's how I look at the player. The guy was looking for the penalty. He went down like a sack of crap. Mm -hmm. He really did, isn't he? And that's the issue, isn't it? Um, I think I'm going to have to disagree. Well, then it's two against one. Two on my... Yeah, there you go, then. Well, maybe I'll have a listener with me, so it could be two on two. But let, let us know if you think it was a pen that who's... I thought it was clumsy from Burke. I, if I think if that's the other way around and it happened and, and we got a pen for that, you guys would be sitting there yeah, going, it, definite pen. But it didn't happen the other way around. No, but I feel like it would. You would be no, sitting there going, there was that's an a definite inc- pen. Wasn't there an incident in the second half or later on where we felt we could have got one? And it, it's the same sort of thing? No, I can't remember. Yeah. That's because I, I made that up. A few beers down at that time. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, you know, in, 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 there, there I was Stone Cold Sober, I remember. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was imagining it. No, you're but, probably right, David. He's got shit memories. That's what it is. But, you know, it, it, it you'd be screaming for a pen, but it really wasn't. No, I don't believe it was a pen either. I thought it was very soft. Like Although, technically, it was because he gave it. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know that ref showed his colours all the way but, through the game. But let's it? face it, like, going back to the ref as well, I think there's a freeware review on it. Obviously, I think this Referee is the game, yeah. yeah, there you go, Sam. Ref's world game. And do you know what? The ref was a complete clown. He was. You can't keep blaming uh, uh, problems on the ref, but the ref was not No, good. but how he many times? Good. I mean, I think we say realistically once, twice a season, you know, the referee is horrendous. And I'll tell you what, this guy ruined the game. He's a fucking idiot. That decision he, he made, 
near the dugouts on the halfway line where Bell's like surrounded by three players mm. gets clearly fouled and he gives the free kick the other way and you just think what have you even seen there yeah, to give that well, the other way? I'll tell way. you what you saw there. He didn't see the push that made him go over but what he did see was um, Bell holding the ball between his legs and getting kicked there and he was giving ridiculous I'm, I'm assuming yeah. some sort of obstruction. I know we said the referee was poor but were we lucky not to have a red card from from the ref in the first 15, 20 minutes when Jerome's gone in quite late. I don't think we saw this due to an eye follow replay at the time, but Jerome's gone in quite late. And I compared this to the Chelsea-Liverpool Cup final one with what Kovacic or whatever his name is. Kovacic. Yeah, Kovacic, whatever his name is. Going in late on, it was Shalabar, I think, but it was kind of like studs from Jerome late into the leg of this Borough player. And looking back at it, I thought actually we got away with that. Yeah, maybe. And Jerome was saying that he'd been, he had his, he was showing his thigh, wasn't he? Like he'd been, had the boots dragged down his own leg as well. It was a bit, bit of a bit of each. I think it's maybe because really. Jerome got there first. And he was a bit more aggressive with the tackle, but you know, I think it was unintentional. But look, you, you've seen them given, but I just think maybe the referee's seen it and thought, you know, look, maybe it's one of the things he did get right. And he thought it'd been a bit unfair to send, obviously, Jerome off. Just because maybe you got there first, but doesn't excuse certain things. But we won't go there because obviously it was a Luton player. But yeah, see, I'm, you see what we're saying. Do you know what? I completely forgot this happened. Producer Jake is putting the notes here about into the second half. Adebayo got through. Uh, first effort was saved, and the follow up. He literally had the open yeah. goal, didn't he? Put it in the side netting. Yeah. Well, I, I completely went, forgot I that happened. Me for a corner. It was a save, wasn't it? A good chance to equalise, mm. though. And it just wasn't, it wasn't our day. I just felt like it wasn't our day on Saturday. It, I know we did score, but it just felt like we weren't going to score. Middlesbrough managed the game well. Um, when they got fouled, they, you know, they would say that we were physical. Their mm. fans would say that. But, you know, when they got fouled, they rolled over a few times. They, they knew what they were playing it. And I don't blame them because we do the same. Uh, but I think, you know, unlucky in times, but not, not inspiring, was it? It was just not inspiring, and I think that's that's the worst because we've been playing some bloody good football this season. There you go, like, like you said, David, weren't inspiring. It was true. I mean, we were saying, weren't we? Obviously, watching it, sitting again, fucking okay, no, hell, this is boring. I think I must say at least four or five times during the game, it wasn't one of those ones where I could even get angry. I just thought, Jesus Christ, I'm tired. I've been up since 4 a.m. with a baby <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Have else. you got baby by any chance? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and honestly, mate, it was just fucking boring. I need something to lift me up. And I thought, I can't even have a drink. Because if I have a drink, I'm going to fall asleep watching this. It Do you know was what? a bit like that. But there's times in recent weeks where we've not been that inspiring, but managed to grind out a win, out like the Derby game, like the Barnsley game. But it just seemed to be this one was just one step too many <laughs> of you can't keep playing poorly or not up to your 100% standards and nicking a result. Yeah. You can't win every week. You just no, can't. you can't win. So, it. And so you know, but we know this. Got to take we? The, I'd rather you know, if we, if we had to lose one of the next three, then that one I'd prefer to lose. Yeah, let's talk about the second goal. Um, Aaron Connolly. Oh no, producer Jake has not put their eye. I don't even know who scored the second goal. Um, it was poor goalkeeping. No, was, was it Duncan Watmore? Wasn't it? Uh. Duncan, no what was his name? Look, I don't want to call producer Jacob out, but he's not put it on the notes here. So. Yes, he has. 
The second for the home side came when what more beat Palmer is near post. <laughs> when does it say that? <laughs> yeah, where the fuck, mate? Were you <laughs> it says it, it, <laughs> it, says it, it say on the list. That. It literally does say that. Okay, Stop sorry, getting on it. Either way, it was poor goalkeeping. I don't want to, I'm not going to completely sit here and. Yeah, I know. Uh, so it's yeah, black and white, mate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, going to get relegated off this story. Um, no, look, Palmer's come in. He's doing a job for us. He's probably turned up Are we on the day, not yeah. knowing anybody, and he's come in, but. He should save it, shouldn't he? Well, he had to play because yeah, that's the terms of that's the terms of emergency loan. So he had to start. Yeah, um, he made one big mistake. Sadly, he's aware of that. He won't want to do that again, will he? He's definitely. He's even said after he, looked, he he we wanted he wanted to do better with it. These things happen in football. Yeah, as we well know with with Sluger over the years. But let's just hope that's just one. That's look. It's his first game. He's not known anyone. He's probably not played a, a first team game in since he was on loan at Lincoln last season or something but mm-hmm. um, he'll be disappointed with that but we got to, if he's in the team against Coventry got to go again he will be, be won't he you don't really yeah. re- you don't really remember though him having to make any saves during that game no no, no I mean a few catches come out and claimed and whatever yeah. I was quite impressed yeah. with that you know that taking the pressure off of corners and coming yeah, yeah. out and getting punched a bit like Steer did when he come in his position did look very did look very you know Pleasing for de- from a defensive point of view, but like you say, it's, it's the moment you try, he gets tested, it's near post, he gets beaten. But look, we can't be angry at him, we can't be mad. Look, let's face it, realistically, like you say, he hasn't played a game since what? Well, since last season, yeah. And he's been called in, but look, I don't think not knowing people or having not played really played an effect of obviously on his. You know, confidence and whatever else, because I, th- I thought he started off all right. Because I said to you at one point, I thought, yeah, he's all right. He's he seems like he's moving a bit. It's like he was stiff. Do you know what I mean? He didn't really have a lot to do. I think, but the time that he had something to do, he, you know, maybe I don't know, it was concentration or whatever it was. But yeah, maybe he should be beaten from there. He probably shouldn't be beating your near post as a goalkeeper, but he unfortunately was, and that was it. Two nil, got there in the score. And it's too late by that point. We did leave it too late to score the goal. Adebayo found space, squared corner, he tapped it into an empty net. Um, and when that went in, I guess we were all sitting there thinking, can we just get one last lump at field? It, it, we couldn't. We couldn't get anywhere near. I think it was a hope too far, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was. But again, how many times do I say on this podcast, if you're going to lose a game, lose it to quality and not two rubbish goals? Because despite not playing well, despite what we just said about... Um, you know, not playing your best but nicking a, a result, realistically, don't concede them two goals. We may have come away with something at the weekend. And it, it's disappointing in the manner we've lost again. Yeah. I say again, not look, but, but it seems to be a, a theme of when we're losing, we lose to, yeah, to the terrible The only goals. thing I will say to that, right, is obviously how many times, we, uh, how many occasions have we done that? I would also say, sorry, how many occasions has it happened to us? I'd also say how many times have we done that to teams as well? Got a nicked a result or had two or three shots on target, scored two goals. Yeah. And realistically, we look at it and we go, that's precise football. And that is, that's perfect, realistic. From, from Middlesbrough's point of view, that is pretty spot on, I'd say, wouldn't you? They're on the up. No, the Middlesbrough on the up. Yeah, and, and look. Yeah, and look. And we, we're, we're not all silly. We, I mean, well, I might be a bit stupid at times, but we all know as football fans that things ain't always going to go your way. And 
if that was the other way around, we would have taken that and we would have said, do you know what, we were fucking brilliant today because that's really how people yeah, look, yeah. Sort of fans look at it. I think also, because we know we're not in any danger this season, you can take that one on the chin. Yeah. If it was like the end if of the it, season. If it was it, yeah. like last season. And it, it kept happening as well, yeah, maybe. It, you know, it kept happening. Or, you know, we're struggling, which we're not. Then you'd have been gutted. Yeah, disappointed we didn't win. Disappointed. I, I even forgot we scored, to be honest, before. We I just <laughs> yeah, really yeah. forgot we scored. Yeah. I think it, I thought we lost 2-0. It was 2-1, wasn't it? But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a difficult one. Um, Should we come on. reel off some stats then from, from the game? I love these this bit of the show. It's, uh, yeah. Some stats. It's the first time Harry Cornick's hit double figures for Luton in a season. Uh, that's from Mike Simmons, really? LTFC wow. News. He's on 10 goals now. Um also from Mike, Mike with all the stats here, Cornick's also scored 33 goals for the club, which puts him level with Rowan Vine and Kevin Nichols. And we did speak about Cornick, I think, last week and all after the, the Stoke game and, and how well he played that game. I thought against Chelsea again, we we saw that one-on-one finish, the composure just seems to be mm. nailing it right now. Cornick. That goal against Chelsea, I'll tell you what. Very good goal. You know, and that run we've well. said we said last oh. year when or a couple of years ago, whenever it was, when he missed that chance against Preston away, and everyone was like he had too much time to think mm-hmm. about it. That one against Chelsea, he's not that past Rudiger. He's had a long run to think about what he was going to do. No mistake, love it. Um another stat for the weekend. We've now used five different mm-hmm. keepers in the league and cups this season. Heisted, Shea, Sluger, Palmer, Steer. Steer. Yeah, five. The last time Luton used five or more different keepers in season was in 2002 to three season. So, yeah, some great stats. That's yeah. mental, isn't it? From the weekend. Are they all from Mike? I think they are all from Mike. We should get Mike on the podcast. Yeah, Mike, if you're listening. Right. Yeah, Mike, let's, let's come get on. You on the, let's get yeah, you on the come podcast. On. That'd be fun. Um, instead of doing a player focus today, because producer Jacob said to me the other day, he's like, shall we do a, a focus on the new goalie? And I kind of said, look, I don't think we, there's not much to say. We know nothing about him. We really. know absolutely nothing. I'm not going to go in for him on for making a mistake on his debut. So I was like, you know what? Let's just let's talk about what do we put Stadi's loss down to? What do we change for Coventry? What do we change for QPR? And that's what we put to you guys on Twitter. So what would you guys put Stadi's loss down to? Well, more importantly, I'll probably change my underwear because obviously not so lucky anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Is that the only reason why? Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's nothing else wrong with that. <laughs> All the old ones are holes and got chucked out a couple of weeks back. Okay, lovely stuff. But anyway. No, seriously though, Saturday does feel like a rare blip for us this season. Yeah. Do we put it down just to, was that one step too far for us in terms of performance levels? We've been on it for weeks now. Since that yeah. Birmingham game, we've been on it and every game has been a shift and everyone's been putting in this effort. And even midweek against Chelsea, yeah, we made six changes, but it's maybe just one step too far and we were feeling a bit fatigued, maybe. Or maybe does it ground us a little bit? I mean, like you said Saturday after the game, I remember you you sat there or stood there or whatever you did and you went, maybe that's a reality check that we needed. Or maybe it's a reality check. I think those, well, I can't quote what you, exactly what you said, but I think you were right in what you said. It was kind of a reality check for all of us. I think the Luton players, I think they'd all take it, the squad, the management, they'll all sit there and go, do you know what? Maybe, you know, there are things that we need to do or we need to adapt to and there's always there's always time to learn and get out of your system now. If we can go now another two or three games unbeaten, win yeah, one or no, two then, and then, you know, look, we take it into consideration. I mean, we beat QPR on Sunday. It's, it's Sunday, isn't it, QPR? Yeah. Beat QPR Sunday. Oh, we run up the walls, mate, because that's, that's the one I'm looking at and going, we owe them fuckers. 
And I really want to win against them. We've Lulz. not beaten them since we've been back in the championship, have we? So yeah. it's going to be a massive game. I imagine potentially a sellout. And they're on poor form. They're on poor form. Mm. They're a bit I, ropey, aren't they? Yeah, I sometimes wonder whether resting players, in inverted commas, gives them the right motivation for the next game. You know, I, I realise we're playing, you know, every th- two, three, four days. You know, twice a week, three times, you know, three times since the FA Cup, you know, and that sort of thing. And I just wonder, does it demotivate someone when they're not selected rather than motivate them having a rest? And and maybe, you know, maybe in their minds they weren't right on game speed on Saturday. Uh, there were a couple of players, you know, you, know, you couldn't really, I thought Campbell played out of his skin for a bit. And there's also, like I say, there's also a lot of play, I think players that didn't start against Chelsea, like your Naismiths, your Campbells, People that have performed for us this season, they didn't play against Chelsea, and realistically, that would be probably the tie that they wanted to play against yeah, them to, yeah. prove, the to prove their worth. Yeah. And I think, me personally, I think Jones got it wrong completely. But look, we might have we can sit and go, oh yeah, do you know what, mate? Look, did all right. Yeah, we did play well and whatever else. But I think it's very unfair on certain players. They only get the chance. What Chelsea. I hear, what I hear a lot working in football is, you do hear players and and ex players and stuff going. Players want to play every game. Yep. And look, I know sometimes they do need to have a rest and it's hard to do two games in the space of three days. Like, body-wise, you're not going to be 100%. And But sometimes it's the adrenaline that gets you through. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, the players like Naismith and Adebayo and... and would have loved to put themselves... Would have loved to have yeah, tested themselves against... Yeah, it, and against that's the word, isn't it? The tested. And it might have been like, that could have been that extra motivation to play on Saturday, but... At the end of the game, we're all completely guessing and that could have been yeah, false. Yeah, and of course. We could have played Adebayo and he could have pulled up after 30 minutes on Saturday. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. There's, there's always ifs and buts, but look, I think... We just need I to think it's an interesting debate, though. I think also... Prove, the players want to prove their worth, though, like your nation yeah. or something like that. They need to, I think they need to play. I mean, they could be tired and whatever else, but I think they need to play from their own well-being. They're good. They need to play. As much as... We need to see them. As much as Adebayo's been pretty damn brilliant for us, Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, I thought he was quite poor on the weekend. I thought he was. He hasn't looked off it. He looked. Recently, he looked he? off the pace. He he looked a bit slow. Um, he still created a couple of chances, yeah, but yeah. not not the that's not the sort of player that, he's been yeah. in previous games. So, but then know. again, maybe that's why Nathan Jones looked at that Chelsea game when that's just one step too far. If he puts in a full shift against Chelsea, then yeah, but come on, man, they're professional players. They, if they can't play like but, one game a week, then and look like they're. Yeah, this, this, not, this is not a criticism by the way it's nothing because look I would have criticised Adebayo he has been fantastic he might have been off it slightly but that may, maybe that's because his standards are set so high in what he produces and maybe he's just an average game and we just think oh it's a poor game from his standards and realistically compared to a lot of championship strikers he's probably still up there with doing a lot more I and do think though it's, it's harsh to say as a you know just as us people just sat here around a table talking about players like to say oh a player should be able to play more than one game in three days but it's like the amount of stuff that we don't know that happens yeah. with a player's yeah, body yeah, no, and stuff that. like I'm not saying every three days but I'll say once a week yeah but I think occasionally you can play two games in a week this, this I'm not saying oh, no, it, all the time I'm not saying like Monday, uh, Monday Tuesday Tuesday Saturday Wednesday Saturday whatever else. I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is I think there comes a time where you need to play two games a week I know what you're saying though and then, you know it probably comes to a Pelly saga when you know Nathan comes out and goes 
Oh, you know, he's fatigued. fatigued. That was, what, fucking four games ago now. If he's so fatigued, mm. what, what's he doing? Is, is he there something extra going on there? Is is that what is he sleep, what's, he, what's he doing? Sleeping? Is he being like, you know, <laughs> fucking... You just don't know. You, 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 you don't know. I mean, it was good to see some of the other players back, but, um, yeah. I just We just weren't at the races. I don't think we were playing fast enough. I don't think some of the team were up to full speed. Um, disappointed with a couple of the standout players, really. Well, shall we read what you guys said about the performance of the weekend? What would you put Saturday's loss down to and what would you change for Coventry tonight? Tony says, I put it down to injuries. They're piling up. For all Nathan Jones' comments about a squad, we miss Bradley and Pelly. Having an unsettled goalkeeper situation doesn't help either. Then having to make enforced changes on Saturday, which is why I think ultimately we'll fall six or seven points short. I think we are missing Bradley at the moment, aren't we? I think so. I think he brings... You know, I'm going to say it, right? I know people go, oh, fucking hell, you just love Bradley. But I'm going to tell you what, he he makes Naismith look better. Naismith's a great player anyway. Still brilliant. But he makes Naismith look a lot better than what he is. I mean, he's smiling. No, that might have come out <laughs> wrong, because I've said this to you before. <laughs> but look, look, Naismith is brilliant. And it's not just Naismith, but... You're he, saying Bradley he, brings out yeah. the best in Naismith face. Whereas yeah. Naismith doesn't have to do... I mean, Naismith... Yeah, Naismith still has to do, like, you know, his defensive duties, but with Bradley in the team, Bradley takes a lot of that duty off a lot of players. Not just Naismiths. Yeah. But even your fullbacks. His, his ball retention, whatever else. But I'm not going to keep getting into it. Obviously, you know I love the man, but... And he is, he is a very good player. I think we need to respect that now. I think everyone's starting to respect that. But look, there's certain players... That when they're not playing, we miss. And I think players around them, or sorry, well, yeah, around them miss. Yeah. And they can't play a natural game because, you know, certain off the ball, there's tactical awareness. There's a lot of things, do you know what I'm saying? Injuries just haven't helped us recently, and that's what Mark put it down to. He said three injuries needing substitutes uh, disrupted the team. So Burren knew how to cheat. Only silver lining was Hill once again playing quality as an attacking midfielder. Well, like I said earlier, Burren, Burren managed their game and, and we've seen it so many times and we've done it. We've done it in the past. I think know. every team does it yeah. nowadays, but don't they? To the extent that they were doing it at the time, you know, you don't... It's not football, is it? But there you go, that's, that's how it. they do it. Can I, sorry, before yeah. we go, move on, can I just say that was no dig at Nasif, by the way. He's still a very good player. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. I think it might come out slightly wrong, but I wasn't saying, yeah, just clarify that one. Nicely put, mate, nicely put. LTFC Dave says, loss came down to a combination of factors. Schedule worked against us despite the changes. Missing key players before the game. Three injuries during the game. And Borough a good side with a very good manager. And look, that's what it comes oh, down yeah. to as well. We, like we said at the start, you can't win them all, can you? you can't that's win the them thing all. as well. Like Borough are a good side as well. I've, I've touched on that earlier on. Like, I genuinely feel like they are very well set up. But I think for us also, the optimism this season has come from some really decent performances, some really decent form, and the optimism is there thinking we can actually beat anyone in this league and we just didn't perform well. So you've got to put that down to the opposition as well. They've done that. They, their game plan was right. Yeah. Our game plan was slightly off. Uh, in regards to what you change against Coventry, Dave said I'd start a corner because he led the line for us going after them with great success in September. It's hard to comment on other potential changes without knowing the fitness of various midfielders. A pre-match press to the clarify would be useful, but unlikely in a three-game week. Um, as Hudson knocks on our door over there. But well, I'm not going to lie, I wonder what the fuck <laughs> <that was. laughs> It is difficult, though, to predict a, a 
with so many potential injuries, we don't know if Campbell's going to be fit, if Lansbury's going to be ready, or if Pelly will be back, or Shea will be back. So it, well, I, I hope, it's hard to predict, isn't I it? I generally hope Campbell's fit. Um, I'd like to see Cornick start up front. Yeah. Alongside Adi Bayo, maybe. But, um, yeah, for definite, I think Campbell has become one of those key players for us. Definitely. Massive. And he's, you know, he's changed so much from the beginning of the season to now that I think he's an essential part of our team. Yeah. He, well, he really is, isn't he? He's yeah. the, he's kind of like the stick in midfield. He's the, he's the work rate, he's the engine. That's, that's what he is. He, He's probably another player, like I said earlier, about making certain players around him freeing up. That's that's the that's the term freeing up other players to play yeah. their game. And Campbell's probably one of those players. Chris says a new goalkeeper, no captain, and injuries. Lots of possible reasons, but the fact we're disappointed at losing two one away to Borough shows how well the team is doing. It's a yeah. tough place to go and shouldn't be ashamed. We've won a lot so far in two thousand and twenty two, and no team can win every game. We've played a lot since our COVID break, and it's just caught up on us. For Coventry, we should play the best available team and trust the squad to bounce back well Chris has just said everything I've just sort of said in the last 10 minutes I think I totally agree with you and I just hope that when we go to Coventry we see a good game and you know we take it to them and you know don't give them any respect really just Mm -hmm. get out there and and press eye and get them that's it like I said they just get them Get him, yeah. I don't know if get him. last week I don't know if I remember saying this on the podcast, but I think I definitely thought the next three games, as in Middlesbrough, Coventry, QPR, I think I'd be happy with four points. There's three tough games. Coventry started off the season really well. They're still in around that playoff hunt. So that's a tough fixture. And then obviously QPR massively tough as well. Well, realistically, we can average out like say two points a game, like well, four out of nine is just under, but it's, it's I desperately, going. desperately, desperately want to beat Queen's Park Rangers. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. I really want to beat them. I'll tell you what, we had a few QPR fans jumping on our podcast last time we played, oh, didn't yeah. we? So. Yeah, good. But I just Probably get them back next week as well. It's about... Come on, we're due. We're due, a, we're due a good performance and a win against them. We are due it. Just someone, don't let Charlie Austin play, always seems to score against us. But I, you know, I, I, there's no reason why we can't go to Coventry and give them a good game and, and take the points, but not lose would be really good for the away game. Before the podcast, we spoke about after Coventry and QPR, you look at the next four fixtures after that. I know this is looking ahead a lot and a lot can happen in two games, but you've got the likes of Preston, Hull and Millwall to come. And you think they're three games you look at and go, we could pick up nine points there. Yeah, but no. it probably won't be the teams that you pick no. up the points against. Like that. No, that's, that's, the the way that's the way the league I mean, works. That, isn't it? It's always the way of looting, isn't it? And Millwall, Millwall are not that far behind us. Andy did say how many points from the next three games then? Coventry away, QPR at home, Preston at home. Seven. I've written down seven. Um, um, I'll be happy with seven. Seven, yeah. As long seven, as three of them nine. come from Queen's Park Rangers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Don't want to Take lose that. or draw against them. No, I want to beat them. I like I know live not. on the television as well. Yeah, stupid time kickoff. Mm. We ate Sunday kickoffs at twelve, didn't we? Early breakfast though. Um, I I generally think we can we could shock ourselves here. I think we were up for a good game because mm. they, they want to repair what happened on Saturday. So we're up for a good game against Coventry. Um, so I'll be happy with seven, but you know, let's start. We've got a full fit nine. squad. Not, well, or near to a full fit squad, and we'll be at this one, won't we? That's three. Yes, we'll be there. Yeah. So if you 
when I come sailor, come sailor. Well, Tommy yeah. had enough, by the way, tomorrow. Oh, we'll talk about that after the podcast. Oh, I've got a day of work, so I can go whenever you want. Oh, we'll go at 11 o'clock in the morning. We'll see you out there, Dave. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some more Instagram questions then to finish today. Uh, we had a lovely uh, tweet from Mark, didn't we? Before, oh, yeah, we did, yeah. Before the podcast, which oh. I, I think we should touch on. Yeah, I'll look at it. Because Oscar said here, is Bataro practiced on his bike for the challenge <laughs> with Mark? <laughs> I have. Do you know what? Weirdly enough, I think... Uh, Someone mentioned it the other day. It was Daz, wasn't it? Daz Hatton. He said, uh, why are you running? I'm trying to lose weight, mate. <laughs> I, I'm fit. a fat fucker right now. Oh. I've put on four stone. I need to lose that four stone. I might not be ready for the Peterborough game, but I'm I'm not saying I'm going to give it a good go. So, um, um, Mark wants to know. Yeah. Um, there's only four weeks left to Peterborough. Yeah. Um, and he has a spare bike. If you know anyone who wants to join me for the 58, <laughs> 58 mile ride, I could probably do it, but not as quick as Mark. In all fairness, no. Well, Mark, if, if, I, you, if you want to slow down, right, if you want to slow it down a little bit and stop at a pub every sort of like ten miles, I'm happy to do it with you. <laughs> well, no. Um, well, we'll probably see him tomorrow. No. Uh, sorry, at Coventry. No. So um, we, we'll have to have a quick chat with him about we'll, how uh, he's going to get you fit enough to we'll do the fifty-eight miles. Yeah. Uh, if you do it. I'll donate some more money to Mark's cause. And we also buy my beer for the rest of the year. <laughs> Joking. But no. I'll follow you with a camera. In all fairness, I'll be yeah, honest. We'll, we'll film it. We'll I've, film started, it. I've started trying to lose a little bit of weight. I'm not too sure I'm going to lose that much. And have you got good tires? Because your pressure is going to have to be very good. Mate, correct. These, these look like really special bikes to ride. So I think I think you're going to find oh, it quite at, easy. Look at that cheeky grin, Mark. Look at him. Yeah, he does. He's the piece, he, literally, he, knows. <laughs> he literally knows. And... Uh, Mark, you've got to make it happen. You've got to make you've got to make Patara do it because he's, we're still waiting for the tattoo, mate. So yeah, you've got all, to get on the yeah, bike. In all fairness, it's true. I, I, it's not like and I'm trying to watch that just, one our way. Before either. we move on, wasn't it your idea anyway? When you were I, speaking, I, I said I wanted us all to do it to raise some money. Hudson Sharp, mate. Jeez, <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Why? I'm medically unfit he can't, to do it. He can't, he's definitely out. But You're either way. You, Shut could, up. you could definitely do it. Uh, I could probably do it, but, but, but he'll be just definitely do it. But what he'll do is he'll follow you in the car and film it. That's what I mean. It's disgraceful. I swear, if I can go, his job. His your, job is to film. I'll be sitting there, going, <laughs> five miles in. It's a massive hill, and the market will be going. Oh, it's not a massive hill, is it? <laughs> it's a slight incline of five percent. Oh, it's actually a decline. But yeah, why don't why don't you why don't you two relay it? Look, we'll I'd we'll, dis- to, we'll discuss this off off podcast. Yeah, so. okay. But everybody, just put it down. Just keep saying Patara's got it. Okay. I need I need to lose at least a stone in the next month. As well. All right. Well, let, to, let's do. We'll, we'll do it. Just do it to start about fifty-eight miles. We'll discuss. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's you're taking the piss, mate. Look, how many hours is that going to take you? Well, I don't know. A normal person probably. Free. I would say we'd probably have to leave the day before because there's no way I'm going to cycle 60 <laughs> miles in know. one day. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> talk, so. to, talk to Mark, talk <laughs> yeah. to Mark tomorrow. You Either way, we've got a, a barking dog in another room. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good time just to go. Let's we'll end the podcast tomorrow, yeah. for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't ever watched us do the podcast, you can go do that on YouTube. If you search Owen the Town, join many others who like to watch us every week and see Batara's beautiful beautiful face and here are beautiful dog park so uh, enjoy Coventry if you're going enjoy the weekend QPR as well and one thing I will say is yes say it just on the the bike thing yeah Mark can you tow me along please (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave it at that have a good one and we'll see you next week